0: Welcome back. You're listening to SEN on this Monday night. Damien Watson here with you. You know the drill. If you want to text in 0433 98 11 Well, there's been a plethora of great NFL action, particularly over the last 24 hours. I must admit I woke up early to really prepare myself for the Bills v Chiefs game and it was an enticing match right up until the end. Joining us to review all of the action over the last 24 or so hours is Laurie Haresh from ESPN. How are you, Laurie?
1: Doing well, a little tired at this time of the day, but that's you know comes with the breaks of fire, getting up early to watch football before dawn.
0: That's right. That's I guess the perils of being an Australian following sports <laughs> from the northern hemisphere. We know. Certainly your pain. Don't worry about that. We'll start off with that Bills v Chiefs game. The Bills prevailing 24 to 20. It was an engrossing matchup for the duration of the game. Ultimately, Josh Allen threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes had one last chance to really rally the Chiefs in the final minute, but there was an incomplete pass, and therefore that really signaled the result where the Bills prevailed. What did you make of the encounter? And I suppose, did the Chiefs lose any admirers at all, given the nature of the match?
1: don't know that they lose admirers i think this is just a heavyweight throwdown between two teams that expect to feature deep into the afc playoff picture later this season and down the stretch the buffalo bills and josh allen executed better they 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 had a a the advantage of josh allen in how he solves problems not just with his arms but with his legs and not that patrick Mahomes isn't isn't mobile himself um but Josh Allen being the rusher that he is, we saw that come to the fold in that final, the final go ahead, you know, ultimately game winning drive. Um, It's not just his work from the pocket, which is sensational, has been on an upward trajectory since his early stages in the NFL, and he is so talented with that right arm. But anytime you've got your six foot five, 108 kilo quarterback galloping down the sideline and really hurdling players, um, it does add an extra element to what you can solve. I really liked the way that this was early on. This was not points. Um, you know, this was a scoreless first quarter. We had 20 points at the half. Uh, this was tense. This was a tactical battle. Both defenses, which I think each one is improved from what we saw in, uh, in last season's effort. I think they're both better units. And I, I think we saw really challenging um, hurdles and game plans for the both offenses to have to overcome. I think um, Patrick Mahomes will, would love to have that intercept. Back That late-game pick, uh, Teron Johnson, turning the ball over there um, and really sealing that one. He just didn't see uh, the extra DB coming in. And, they, you know, the the Buffalo Bills, they're still without some of their star talent. They've lost some, and they're waiting on, on guys like Tredavious White to get back and get into full flight um, in the secondary there. But their improved pass rush up front, I think they're a more aggressive defense than we saw last year. Uh, and it's just a really an interesting way that they can throw different looks at a team. Um, and in this case, they really did drop heavy bodies into coverage and start to take away um, some of those chunk gains for the Patrick Moments. I mean, look, he still had 338 yards on the day, but he does turn the ball over a couple of times. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster had a big outing in, in you know, cheese colours for his biggest one yet. Um, bouncing off tacklers, barreling for yards after the catch and Travis Kelsey. Instead of going for three point six yards a catch, whatever it was last week, back to his usual uh, prolific centurion of the day. But uh, what, the 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 digs connection that that Josh Allen boasts, um, his decision making has continued to improve. Uh, Gabe Davis looks healthy again, is making outstanding catches at different levels of the field, and just that that poise and that delivery on that final touchdown pass to to Dawson Knox was beautiful. It was it was patience in the pocket, it was good vision, and it was delivering a ball yeah, it's the, the ridiculous arm talent that Josh Allen has, but putting it in a place where only his man um, can get to it, allowing him to come forward and attack from the rear of the end zone uh, to move forward and Knox completing the, the play there. So I think, you know, uh, not the worst rushing day from the Buffalo Bills as well. They did have some success on the ground. They're not known for a power running game or a strong running game, but mm. Devin Singletary, you know, five yards to carry. And for the Chiefs, I think, that their own offensive line needs to get back to setting the tone a little bit more and laying the platform just a touch more for Patrick Mahomes so it's not just on him because you look at their top right, you know, Isaiah Pacheco delivering very little on the ground. Clyde Edwards Lair Clyde Edwards Lair had a couple of decent rushes, but he's still going for under four yards a pop. Uh and Jerick McKinnon not offering much as well. So a, a more balanced swing, I guess is the word when we look at the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. Just a few tweaks that need to be made when hopefully we get to see these two teams do it again later this year.
0: Laurie, I wanted to ask you about Tom Brady and the absolute shellackey he gave his offensive line. I'm not sure if you saw the footage of that. They obviously Mm -hmm. took on the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steelers managed to prevail just. They ran out the clock to avoid their first one and five start in over 30 years. But you've got to admire, I guess, the passion that Tom Brady has, even if maybe according to some, he comes across as a bit aggressive. But I suppose you've got to be if you're going to be successful.
1: Yeah, you do. And you do admire the passion, but this is the type of conduct on sidelines
0: that we've seen players that don't have, you know, seven
1: Super Bowl rings chastised for, um, True. you know, Tom Brady's clearly upset there. This is not the best offensive line he's had in his time in Tampa Bay. They suffered injuries at the start of the season. And some of those aren't coming back. Some of those are not those, those realities of what Brady is dealing with on offense in front of him in regards to his protection, it will not get a lot better sooner in terms of an injection of talent. Now, Um, is he understandably frustrated? Sure. It's not nice when you can't, especially he's not a quarterback that's going to solve a lot of problems with his legs. He needs to do it with his arm and his mental acumen and his um, grace under pressure. And obviously this wasn't the most graceful moment for Tom Brady, but this is a team in the Buccaneers that do have holes. You know, they're sitting there now, you know, sitting there with a 500 record. They've not been consistently prolific and it hasn't looked as easily as explosive as perhaps in previous times. They are getting healthier in the, uh, in the receiving core, it wasn't Mike Evans' biggest day, but you see Chris Godwin has made his way back and is getting productive. Yeah. Um, they they have had some kind of ins and outs of the tight end position. The The familiarity of Rob Gronkowski, not just as pass catcher, but what he does as a run block, that's not there right now. Um, we'll see if there's a comeback coming, but you have to ask at this point with Tom Brady, and we don't need to dive into any of the off-the-field stuff and the, the noise surrounding his personal life, but... Had he stayed retired, we were having a conversation that, you know what? Age never really did get to Tom Brady. He finished as one of the best. Some people thought he was the best quarterback in the game last year. I thought he was certainly one of the best couple quarterbacks in the NFL last year. And he would have walked out saying, no, you didn't leave with a Super Bowl, but you did win a Super Bowl in your second stop in, in Tampa Bay. Your, the decoration of your career is unrivaled. And the last time we saw you on the field, you were still singing it with the best of them. This Does this start to feel like one season too many? Not because it's all on him, but just because of how the team is constructed around him, particularly on offense. The defense is sound, um, even if they do give up a couple of touchdowns to the Steelers. But the holes on that team are not making for the kind of almost consistent offensive locomotive that we expect from Tom Brady when he's surrounded by some of the skill position talent that he is in Tampa Bay.
0: Talking NFL with Laurie Haresh from ESPN. The Philadelphia Eagles, they're going very, very well. They defeated the Dallas Cowboys 26-17. to 17. There may have been a bit of a fade out after halftime. The Eagles certainly came out of the blocks very, very well. How do you see the Eagles potentially running out this season? Do you think they can maintain this form right throughout?
1: I think they will continue to play the brand of football that they are. Whether that's enough to go all the way to a Super Bowl, whether that's enough to take mm. out an NFC, we'll, we'll wait to see because I think there's times today, as you mentioned, dominant start from the Eagles. Physical on defense, physical on offense, especially that offensive line. Shout out to Australia's own Jordan Mailata. Opening, yes. opening room in the run game early. Um, but, but. And they get it, they do a jump out to that start. And the defense is playing fantastic, complimentary football, making Cooper Brush look far more like the backup that he really is and not the mistake-free player that, you know, the stat line said he had been over the past month, even if some of his throws had started to creep into the, mm, are you trying to give it away uh, territory. So really dominant first half. Cowboys coming out in the second half with a really good game plan on both sides. You start to get to see these uh, muddled up kind of disguised looks, some, bl- some blitzes, some simulated pressures. Uh, from Dan Quinn and that nasty defensive front. They get some stops. Um, Philadelphia are unable to get much going early on offense. And on, on, uh, on the Cowboys side of things, they start to move the pocket, heavy play action, get some big bodies, some of those young tight ends in Dallas out in open terrain, get them the ball and see what they can do after the catch. Big targets for Cooper Rush. A changing of the guard there. Then what do the Philadelphia Eagles do? Instead of leaving... Um, Jalen Hurts standing back there in the pocket where he is not his most productive. They get back to that run game. They have a heavy, heavy and like 13 rushes in a row style. Heavy drive. Move the ball downfield. It's gone. The Cowboys have dragged it back to three points. The margin, 17 to 20. They get back out uh, to that kind of two score lead with a big touchdown drive there. And I think what will be interesting with the Eagles, you ask, can they carry it on? I, I leave this game feeling pretty similarly about both teams. We know who the Eagles are. They played this like to get out to a lead. They're physical. They present that dual threat with, with Jalen Hurts and those those run-pass option play where you really put the defense to a bind. And we saw Micah Parsons dealt with uh, with those quite effectively today. Um, in terms of the plan, the Eagles had was a very good one against Micah in those situations. And the Cowboys are a tough, good defensive team that will make solid adjustments. They're, they're, they're a far more tough-nosed version of the Cowboys than we've seen in previous years. And I get Dak Prescott back likely next week. So the big learnings. I think these teams showed us really what their strengths are and where some of the holes are. But for the Eagles, what happens over the next month when some of the defenses, they don't have a particularly tough schedule, but what happens when some of these defenses continue to tinker and adapt and trial different ways to combat some of those um, really lynch, really, really lynchpin plays, really crucial core stuff that the Eagles run? That is, Jalen Hurts holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball, making a read on what the defensive line is doing, then pulling it, keeping it himself, or letting the running back go. Teams will start to adapt to those. Teams will start to combat those. So what does he do? He's got plenty of talent around him and a good offensive line, especially when healthy. What will they do uh, once the, their opposition starts to offer a little more savvy, uh, savvy response to them? What do we see from Jalen Hurts? Is he truly going to take another step as a passer? Because I don't think, as... as Solid as they were, as his decision-making on some of those scenarios was sound today. He was left in the pocket. He didn't exactly test the Cowboys through the air. I don't think he come away from that going, game going, mm, yeah, he's really taken a massive step as a pocket passer. Does he need to? I still think you're going to need to do that dueling your way through the playoffs. Uh, but it'll just be interesting to see how this season matures in terms of what the Eagles face and how they choose to overcome some of the new wrinkles that defences present them.
0: Uh, Laurie, I guess the other informed team at the moment in the NFL that comes to mind for me is a New York Giants. So been pretty good. They've been <laughs> tested, it must be said, and I still think their offense could be a lot more explosive than they actually are. They had to come from behind. But the main thing is they managed to find a way to win. Do you think there are ways they could really tinker with their offense though to make them a little bit more explosive?
1: Look, I think you're going to see continual improvement from the offensive line, uh, which is that they've invested there seen Andrew Thomas really mature into a, t- a high-end left tackle there. I hope to get similar returns from some of the other investments. Saquon Barkley, you just pray for health with him because um, the longer he is out there, the more opportunities he gets. It really is a joy to see him back in, in close to full flight. How's the offense get better. Mm, I think you're building Daniel Jones's confidence. I think to our Brian Daybol and the staff there do a really good job setting up some layup throws, some some schemed you know, results for him where look, not every pass, and this doesn't just go for Daniel Jones, any quarterback in the league, not every pass needs to be standing there like a statue in the middle of the pocket, going from read one to two to three to four, deciphering 90 different things while pass rush is coming down and you're making a position throw. You should move the pocket. You should use, you know, feints and misdirections and ball action and and all sorts of things to really set the table better for your quarterback as they continue to do that and Daniel Jones increases in confidence, then, yeah, I think they may start to get a little more aggressive and put some more things on his plate. Ideally, they find some sort of help and some sort of return from their wide receiver stock, but it is a pretty, pretty suspect room there. Um, so that does perhaps put a ceiling on what you're going to see um, from the passing game. But as you mentioned, they keep finding a way to win. Yeah. This is a team that is well, increasingly well-coached, has a strong mentality, knows who they are, believes in who they are, believes in the people on the sideline. And that does make a difference. These sound like cliches and you know, um, very intangible things we throw around here. But if you've watched the New York Giants play over recent seasons and then compare to the belief and the execution in key games in, in one-score scenarios, you can't help but think, wow, that's really making a difference under this new regime. We're seeing defensive players step up late in the game. on Thibodeau deserves a big shout-out um, for coming up with his first career sack he, in a huge moment there. And look... It was Daniel Jones on the center for one team and Lamar Jackson on the center for the other. And Lamar Jackson and his offensive line are the ones that had the errors. They're the ones that we copped up a fumble, made a bad snap, but Lamar had to turn around, pick up, pirouette back around and make an ill-advised throw that got um, intercepted there. That's them blinking. The Giants didn't, and they deserve credit for it.
0: And the other New York team, Laurie, speaking with Laurie Horesh, of course, from ESPN. The New York Jets, they're off to their best six-game start in about seven years. Spreece Hall running for 116 yards. They absolutely hammered the Green Bay Packers at the end, 27-10. to 10. Do you think they can maintain their form as well?
1: This is a fun, talented Jets team. The young Jets. Defense and special teams really laying the foundation of this victory today. they made Aaron Rodgers incredibly uncomfortable, and this is something that if you're a Green Bay fan or you're watching Green Bay play, because they don't have these wide receiver weapons or a tight end weapon that's going to create instant explosion or win matchups comfortably or win quickly in routes and present easy opportunities, Aaron Rodgers kind of needs to you know, do his thing and be surgical and clinical and dissect things from back there. That takes time and that takes patience and clean vision. And the, giant, the, the, sorry, the Jets defensive front led by the likes of Quinn and Williams did a fantastic job disrupting and disturbing that pocket and making sure that that environment wasn't there for Aaron Rodgers. Then you talk about the defense of some of these young guys coming on, and when the name that's going to get a lot of headlines here is Sauce Gardner, outstandingly talented rookie cornerback, picked very high up inside the top five in uh, the NFL draft this year. And, uh, and his ability to shut down, he's got incredible length, um, and then to, he, the, the play is sensational. Then the attitude that he brings, going and grabbing a cheesehead hat, <laughs> um, and putting that on at Lambeau Field and stirring up uh, the local fans as well as Adam Lazard who took mm, it didn't take too kindly to that. Um, he, uh, he he walked up to the tunnel and knocked it off, uh, knocked the hat off Of course, Gardner's head. But that type of attitude it, it plays very well in New York when it's supported by winning. And I mentioned defense and special teams. You said Brees Hall, phenomenal young running back. The offensive line is really starting to to find some chemistry after having to replace a few bits and pieces. They've invested, but still had you know some injuries and had you brought in a veteran in Dwayne Brown who's found his way back into the lineup. There's still steps to take, though, in that passing game. They keep protecting well, laying a strong base with that running game. And then Zach Wilson, hopefully we see signs of maturity and some consistent production. Yeah, didn't have to do today. Completed 10 passes. That was all that was needed because of the dominant other two phases of the ball. But yeah, the young Jets are fun and there's upside to come, too.
0: Oh, well, Laurie, really appreciate your time chatting all things NFL. Enjoy the upcoming week of action as well.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba da ba
0: Available
1: after 10.30am for a limited time only.